Bacon smells nice. Bacon. So does all day breakfast with Matt and Alex. Righto, Matt. Let's get into this straight off the back for a brand new week. You've never heard a magpie's call? Oh, look, this is stupid, <laughs> honestly. Well, look, to give you a little bit of backstory, we're, we're going to be chatting about magpies. Alex Dyson refused to tell me what this, the story is. And we found a little <laughs> clip of someone who can do a good magpie impression, which we'll, we'll play for you very, very shortly. But when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, is that a magpie? I don't know what a magpie... <laughs> I don't... Sorry, I don't speak fluent magpie, bro. Like, well, you don't have to speak fluent magpie. I'm just I'm doubting that every time you've walked past a magpie, him and the magpie friends are going, oi, shh, it's Matt. No one's saying anything. <laughs> just everyone shut up. <laughs> well, hey, if you ask me what a pigeon sounds like, I know it sounds like this. Coo-hoo, coo-hoo. If you, if, you, if you ask me what a seagull sounds like, I know it sounds like this. <laughs> right? Kookaburra. Yeah, just, <laughs> all right, mate, you're a kid singer. All right, you're a kid singer now. doesn't mean you need to bring animal noises into every all-day hey. breakfast. That said, our single, Diver City single, Rave Cave, now added to the Toddler Tunes playlist on Spotify. So uh, <laughs> check it out. Well, here's a little fact about a sound. Uh, you know the frog going ribbit, ribbit, you know, that kind of yep. thing. You think that's about a frog sounds like. Ribbit. Apparently, only a certain frog in California sounds like that. And it's just made popular in Hollywood movies. So what? there you go. Well, what about know. this? What about, um, you know, in Japan, how dogs... They teach kids that dogs say one one, not woof woof. One one. How about that? Isn't that weird? And then in Sweden, in Sweden, I think they say, oh, what is it? Pigs say noof noof or ten ten or something. I can't remember. I know in France, goats say (laughs) be. Anyway, we're having so much fun here on All Day Breakfast. I almost forgot that these guys are on the show. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Oh, so many great tunes. That's right. Howard from Disclosure is going to be dropping by. We're going to have a quick chatteroonie to uh, one half of that incredible UK duo to see uh, all about the new album that just dropped on the weekend. Yeah, already having a good boogie to it. And I was even having a boogie to it before I even knew it was out. And uh, we'll let Howard know about that a little bit later on. I hope you are well. It's a Monday, all day breakfast. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Yes, Matt, if 2020 hasn't thrown us enough curveballs, if we haven't persevered through enough stuff... Um, coming here 31st of August, that means spring is around the corner and with spring comes that swoop. The magpies <laughs> are oh, back man. out and about and people's heads are in strife. They, there is nothing more nerve-wracking than walking through a big park at the moment. And it's getting earlier and earlier. How would you know? You don't even know what a magpie sounds like, mate. <laughs> I, know what, I don't know what they sound like, but I know what they swoop like. I'm getting clipped on the ear and stuff. It's terrifying. I'm always, you know, you hear those awful stories about people getting, you know, their eye out and stuff like that. I, I know, now that I've got an 18-month-old daughter, I uh, am <laughs> even more. <laughs> if you're new to the podcast, uh, listen back to last week. Um, anyways, yeah, I'm even more worried about them. You know, about yeah, the, no, the Maggies. It's, 
That's true. There is a there is a problem as well. We may not know whether a magpie is the bird or whether it's just a person pretending because uh, an Australian has gone viral over the weekend with 1.5 million views of his magpie impression, which sounds like this. Adelaide man Mark Musket uh, going uh, absolutely bonkers online. With that impression, he also rides around town with a little fake magpie on his helmet. Right? <laughs> sort of stuffed little fake plastic magpie. And so, I mean, is it worth looking that ridiculous just to not get swooped? <laughs> I don't know. Well, 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 is it? Because I'm just, I was talking to, to my dad over the weekend. And oh, no, don't tell me. He's, he's not put a bird on his head, has he? No, but he has come up with a method to uh, st- stop getting swooped, which, which I think is quite quite ridiculous. Um, well, I mean, because there's always the people have said they do, they, you know, they do the, the sunglasses on the back of the head or the googly eyes on the back of the helmet. Other people put those cable ties on the on the head. Yeah, so well, that's, he what, that's how I found out about it because I asked. He's my dad said, "Oh, there's a magpie on the street." So when he's coming back from the shops, like there's a little two block on the last bit on the way to his house where he's riding his bike, where a magpie's been swooping him. But I and I said to him, "Oh, it's so dad, do you put the cable ties through the helmet that stick up, sort of like a pinhead kind of spiky thing?" He goes, "No, no, no. I've got a got a new method to avoid the magpie." Oh, okay. This is the end. So that's what it was. What he does, what he does is he takes, he takes a skipping rope to, to the shops, shops with him. Oh my so god! When he's, when he's on the way back, <laughs> with two blocks to go, he takes the skipping rope out of his jacket pocket and starts swinging it round his head like a helicopter, <laughs> like a helicopter. Oh like my he's about God. to lasso a steed just, just, on the ranch. Just clipping so. the leaves off trees as he passes them <laughs> like a human lawnmower or something. What the heck? <laughs> and, so, and so, yeah, he rides the last two blocks home, spinning Mate, the copter. What are you talking with about? The People... to stop the magpies from getting him. <laughs> I, there'd be kids on that street being like, forget the magpies. There's a man with a <laughs> skipping rope just flailing it about his head. That is exactly ridiculous. Right. <laughs> my my sister's um yeah in Waterball as well and has taken some footage of it. So I'll try and I'll try and get it oh up so you can God. see what the what the Ian Dyson magpie deterrent copter looks like. All right. Well, so let us know your hacks. I mean, maybe not even just for deterring magpies. Maybe just for. Well, it's personal um, protection. I, I want to hear how you protect yourself personally, like how you keep things. It's like it's so you know when you're walking through a, for, you're keeping your arms out to stop you know spider webs from hitting well, you in I the mean, face. For a very long time, I would never dive underwater without putting both of my hands over my head. That's because it was my greatest fear that I would emerge from beneath the waves with a giant jellyfish on my <laughs> face. So I, I so, just didn't do it. I, uh, the same as when I find, and it's your point of look, looking ridiculous with a magpie on your head to avoid swooping. It's the same method. I've seen people wear like plastic bags on their head to avoid getting their hair wet so it goes frizzy and, yeah. and looks bad. I'm like, yeah, but you've got a bag on your head. You, re- you realise that looks pretty bad as well. Anyway, let us know. Matt.ad.alex. Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Well, Alex Dyson, every single week, the major news outlets cast a line into the ocean of net 
surfers and uh, tantalise us with a little bit of clickbait. But we refuse to take them up on their well-disguised treats lest we end up with jagged hooks in our chubby cheeks. (laughs) So instead, each week we ask our incredible producer, Bron, to take the bait for us. That's right. This is a segment that we like to call... Clickfish. Clickfish. With producer Bron. Yes, our human sacrifice. Producer Bron joins us here. Hello, Bron. Hello, guys. Now, what have you been uh, clicking for us this week? So this first one is from news.com. The headline is, new low of petty baby name stealing. Uh Uh-oh. Oh. I think I know a little bit about this. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Matt. Like usual. Matt O'Kai doing well, some clicking where he uh, doesn't belong. All right, Bron, for those of us who saw it but was managed to resist, a.k.a. me, uh, can you please tell me what happened? <laughs> so Katy Perry was in Australia earlier this year, just before kind of we went into our first lockdown, and she met Fifi Box, who hosts the Fox Breakfast Show in Melbourne. Um, and she met Katy Perry met Fifi's two babies, um, one of which is named Daisy. A few months later, Katy Perry has a baby, calls it Daisy. On the breakfast show, Fifi and Fev were joking that she stole the baby name. But news.com wow. is saying it is a petty baby name stealing controversy. Oh. Look, come on, Fifi and Fev didn't seem to care at all. So I read one article where, you know, I read about what happened. Now I've seen news.com have chucked up this second article. And I, I have to admit, I didn't click on that one because I, I didn't want to give their you second full. article That's the problem. You, about this. You didn't want second helpings. <laughs> <laughs> didn't want to go back to the buffet. Yeah, well, you know, I got away with a little a little sardine, you know. I, I reckon this second one has got the hook in it. So, yeah, what's the difference between the two stories? How have they expanded on this? Or is this just one of those opinion pieces? No, I'm pretty sure it's just an opinion piece of some, but a new low of baby name stealing. I'm sure Katy Perry is, you know... Well, you, if you name a baby anything, you're stealing that name from someone. You know, Not like, blanket. Unless you're just... <laughs> Although, to be fair, I wanted to, when I was calling... Because, I mean, here's the thing about naming babies. It's very difficult to name a baby, all right? You don't realise how many people you hate until you have to name a baby. And so when you're going through all the people that you don't like and never have and all that sort of stuff, and you think, that's a terrible name, I don't like that person, blah, blah, right? You have to come up with new things. So my partner, if it was a boy, she really wanted Louis... And I was like, no, that's a, that's a royal name. There's he gonna be heaps of Louis around. What, Louis the Fourteenth, you know? the French ruler. Well, no, or Louis McCurdy, well, um, the, the ruler of Triple J Lunch Show for many years. <laughs> um, um, Kate and George, um, um, no, Kate and William, named their baby Louis. Anyway, I wanted Marvin, so I suggested, why don't we go Leuven, right? <laughs> and nobody. Literally Uh-oh. nobody got on board you did a, with did that a, suggestion. Uh, Mia Agraviador, why not both? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so what, what else have you been clicking, um, Bron? So this is from Pedestrian TV. The headline is Kylie Jenner is catching heat for taking a cheeky Paris holiday mid-pandemic. So oh, basically everyone's what. getting so upset online because Kylie is 
jetting off to Paris, while most of the world isn't even accepting US citizens to go into the country. Um, so, but she had a business exemption because she had some meetings about her cosmetics company. But what's really annoying is this is her second trip during the pandemic. She went to Turk and, Turks and Caicos like earlier on to celebrate her birthday. So she's had two overseas holidays during a global pandemic. Tell you what, looking at you here you in, feel, in, your, uh, in your bedroom, Bron, me here in my former bedroom, now office, I'm sick of this. Who's who's doing it? <laughs> We've been stuck well, here for d- weeks, months. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, and Kylie Jenner's on the Champs-Élysées just Yeah, she visited the Louvre. She went all these sightseeing. Oh, what? So not only is she got, but she's also going into crowded enclosed bases and oh man I hope the Mona Lisa was wearing a face mask <laughs> um, <laughs> what else uh, what else have you been uh, clicking on Brian? So this is the last one this is from the Sun UK and the headline is a simple question who invented sex dolls goodness um, these are oh. the like the real, real size, realistic sex dolls, or the blow up kind of blow, blow up dolls. Are we talking about a person, or are we talking about a uh, or like a country, or what? A person <laughs> you'd least suspect. So someone we know invented them. Yes. Well, I would have thought it'd be the first person Wait. who drew a face on a balloon and it had long eyelashes, <laughs> and they went, "Hang on a second. <laughs> Hang on yeah, a second. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so who who was it? Adolf Hitler. No. 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 What? 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 what Two bit websites have you been visiting? <laughs> This has been the dark web this week. (laughs) Get off 4chan, Bron. Trending on TikTok the last week as well. So I did dig up a um, an article on it. But apparently during World War II, it was rumored that he ordered a bunch of sex dolls to give to German troops so they didn't spread syphilis amongst the Nazis. Okay, okay, okay. I've just gone on to Snopes. <laughs> they are suggest- I'm, and I'm not going against you, Bron, and I'm not going against, where did you say, which site did it? Uh, the Sun UK. I think is. <laughs> <laughs> the Sun UK have claimed it. Okay, well. Look, um, it could be a hoax, there is I no, don't apparently, <laughs> apparently there's no evidence of this. Um so yeah, party pooper. Snopes, according, <laughs> according, Matt, to Snopes. Matt put a uh, a long needle into that balloon and popped that uh, <laughs> popped that particular rumor. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much. Let us. Was it I a mean, short needle I mean, into I, the balloon, look, Matt? I don't. I don't know. And I do feel bad because we could have, we could have sustained that 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 um, you know. But I just, I'm not giving. I'm not giving that person any kind of, you know, free passes here, mm. all right? Nah. They're not getting... They, they don't get to claim the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, title of the podcast, Matt O'Kide calls sex sex dolls the good stuff. <laughs> Thanks, Bron. All right. Thank you so much, Bron. Thanks, guys. Order up. Just how you like it. Perfect. 
smell toast. Well, Matt O'Kine, I've done a little bit of DJing around the traps and if there's one thing I've learned over the distance is that if you need to get a room going, just put on some disclosure. Can we just talk? Can we just So excited that after five years, the boys are back with a brand new album, and we're lucky enough to be chatting to one of the men behind it, Howard from Disclosure. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me. How you doing? Oh, we're great, mate. I mean, there's parts of Australia that are doing better than others. Poor Alex is in lockdown. Um, Queensland's doing well. I saw the last time you guys were here, just over the uh, Christmas sort of period, December. You're at the Gold Coast, yeah. uh, getting slung shot around in these <laughs> crazy rides. Are you? You ever had any um ever had any bad theme park experiences, Howard? Oh yeah, that thing. I forgot. I didn't know what you were talking about there for a sec. Yeah, you mean the crazy <laughs> giant slingshot of doom? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, man. That, that was that was pretty crazy. I, I I mean, I mean, isn't every ride kind of crazy though? Well, I don't know. I'm just I'm not I'm I've gotten old now. I'm too scared to to, to do it. But I guess you know if you <laughs> you want to feel the rush, uh, then then it's good to see you getting on board. But uh, yeah, we're here to talk about the album energy. Very exciting. I got to tell you, Howard. A lot, of, as you're saying, a lot of place in lockdown, and I was doing my one uh, governmentally approved walk for the day, and I think I was in a bit of a funk. Um, walking around, I was grumpy, miserable, and I was listening to a random Spotify playlist. And this song came on and it was talking about um, where you mentally put your energy, you know, you'll f- uh, yeah. you'll flow yeah. along. It sounds a little bit like this. You should feel invincible, powerful, strong. Look, where your focus goes, your energy flows. Are you hearing me? And I thought, you know what, that's good. I've got to have a more positive mindset. And I cheered up a little bit and I looked at it and it was Disclosure's brand new title track for their album, Energy. Can you tell us a little bit about that song and the uh, incredible <laughs> motivational voice that you hear? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's the, that's the title track, Energy. Um, we made it a while back, probably like a year ago now, actually. Um, and it samples uh, Eric Thomas, who is like an incredible motivational speaker, um, who we actually sampled a long time ago for our song When a Fire Starts to Burn. Um, it's the same guy that was on that. And uh, yeah, we, we kind of, you know, with When a Fire Starts to Burn, we sampled him, but it didn't really make any sense. You know, we just sampled it like rhythmically and like he said a cool line as like When a Fire Starts to Burn and it starts to spread. But like that doesn't really mean much, right? So with this one, we wanted to kind of capture a bit more of his actual message and what he talks about, which like you say, is this really beautiful and inspiring motivational speech um but just in such a cool way of doing it you know like everything 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 he says just sounds like a sample to me and i can't help but put him in songs (laughs) i mean yeah he's got such a great great vocal for it um in terms of that title track i saw that you know you were talking about my high on, on a different platform and you talked about how that sort of came together in like you know, the beat came together in 20 minutes and it just sort of fell into place. Is that how your title track with Energy was as well? Was it just something that just happened? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, yeah, so the reason that the album is called Energy is because it's not really to do with like the high intense energy of the 
the songs you know it's more about the energy in the room when we create the music um and you know we wrote 200 songs for this record it was like a very unusual process that we went through because um, normally we write like you know for the last two records we'd probably write like 14 songs and like leave two of them out and with this one we left 189 of them out so it was like it was kind of a weird and intense process why don't you just retire just stop now <laughs> you know what i mean like you got the back catalog just do it you know released an, an album every week <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like the, there was some really terrible songs, in that as well. but, um, <laughs> but but there were loads that I love and we had to throw away. And it was kind of a painful process. But the the thing that we realized was like the songs that we ended up choosing were all the ones that came together easily and like really quickly. Um, and that were just like a joy to write. And they weren't those ones that you had to like slave away in the studio for months to get it finished. Um, and looking back at our back catalog, like all of the songs that have connected more deeply with people have been those ones that have been really enjoyable to write. So, you know, I don't, but saying that you can't just like do that every time, you know, those songs don't come about that often. Uh, and for us, apparently it's one in 20. Is the maths. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so we did that. We wrote two hundred songs to get ten. You know. Well, it is good to keep your uh, your strike rate up, so you can uh, hit those as quickly as possible. But I love the like the percussion in energy is just so erratic. It's yeah, you're right. The energy is right there. Can you tell us a, a few of the things that you were banging on to create the various sounds that we hear in the, in that particular <laughs> song? Um, yeah, I mean, we we bashed away on, on a few things. Um, but the, the, uh, to be honest, a lot of it was like samples that we'd taken from a lot of Brazilian music. Um, I think that one, the song that we sampled for like the main drum noise, I think it was actually called Brasilia. Um, and yeah, so we, we do that quite a lot. You know, like we'll listen to a lot of music and just sample like one drum noise from it or one whatever. Um, and yeah, it, it helps to like bring an element of live sounding to it because i think if you program everything digitally you end up with very like electronic sounding music and we wanted to have that kind of um carnival feel you know so where better to get that than from brazil so i mean you say you got the you know you got the sound from brazil and i understand it's brazilian music back in the day a producer would sort of you know go crate digging in uh you know the local markets and get the vinyls and all that sort of stuff is that kind of still your process are you, are you picking up cds from op shops when you travel or are you just going exclusively online or do you get sent packs of samples well i'll be honest guy does all of that uh so i have no <laughs> idea how he gets the samples <laughs> just every morning more um, more beats in the in the folders and you're yeah, happy to get... <laughs> well you know what like the, the longer that we've been doing this we've been doing this for 10 years now and like at the beginning of our careers we both kind of were involved in every aspect of the music um whereas now like we've settled into our roles a little bit more and like I've become sort of the songwriter. So I do like the the melodies, the chords, the lyrics, that aspect of the music. And then Guy does kind of everything that I don't do. So he does the drums and and produces all of the sounds. You know, he's he's like the producer and I'm the songwriter, basically. Yeah, right. It's quite interesting because you're only 29 and 26, you being 26, Howard, but you've been around, as you yeah. say, for 10 years. You've been nominated for Mercury Prizes, Brits, Grammys in the past. And on this one, teaming up with some, you know, some big names in the game who have been around even longer than yourselves, like people like Common Khalees, as well as on the title track, What you, What's Your Step? Is it interesting, you know, teaming up with these people and do they know your work and do, are you still treated as sort of the, the young upstarts in the game? 
Um, I think that is beginning to shift. Um, yeah, like we're, we're not treated as the new kids anymore, which was weird because like we were considered the up and coming people even like three years ago and we'd been doing it for seven years. It was like, we're not that up and coming guys. We've been here for a while now. Um, but uh, yeah, now we're starting to get a bit more like acceptance and like mutual respect and stuff, which is awesome. Um, we were actually talking about it the other day. Like we were saying how being in this industry is a bit like playing a video game where like, as you progress through the game, you unlock different people you're allowed to work with. And so like when you start off, you can like, you like, you start off on level one and you can work with people who are like equally unknown to yourself. And then, and then you get to level two and you can work with someone who like maybe you supported and then level three, which I think is where we're at now, you can get common and Khalees. Um, and then we were like eventually somewhere down the line you get to like the boss level where you have to like fight Bowser and then you get Stevie Wonder Is that the dream? Is that the? Uh, I bet. I mean, that yeah, that's that would be incredible. But um, and you know, you, you you are brothers working together. You've been doing it for ten years. When you when you take on an album like Energy, you, you're in the studio so much. You're making two hundred songs. There must have been some tense moments between two brothers. I mean, brothers fight just just you know when they're just trying to decide what to watch on TV. Let alone when they're deciding which yeah. of the two hundred songs to put on the album. Yeah, I yeah. mean, did things do things get tense with you guys? No, nah, we just bottle it all up, man. We bottle up all that tension <laughs> in really unhealthy ways. Um, we uh, no, we we you know what? Like we we don't really fight. Like we have disputes about like you know kind of constructive stuff like if we're trying to make a song better and like one of us thinks one thing but it never progresses to the point of a fight really uh or at least it hasn't so far like not in some oasis style this oh, fight yeah. but um it's like <laughs> i think the reason oh, for man, that i'd love that Howard. yeah you're I not gonna be calling, yeah, out, <laughs> calling you, out you guy, and right? guy tweeting at each other <laughs> insults or something yeah. oh that'd be so great could you just yeah, do that yeah, for we a laugh one time we like I should set up like a, a UFC event with Dana White and like we can get in the octagon and just finish this. Um, but uh, we, no, I think the reason that we kind of, we, we don't really fight and we haven't really had any problems like that is because of what I said earlier of like, we have very mm. different roles within the band. You know, like we don't tread on each other's toes at all. Like I know that Guy is better at making drums than me. He just is. And like, he knows I'm better at making chords than him. So it's like we just let each other, we play to our strengths, you know. That's great, man. And you mentioned before, I'm glad you mentioned video games because I was excited to wake up uh, the other day and see that the Disclosure Minecraft experience is coming in, not the least of which is because during isolation, my girlfriend, who's also a musician, has been pivoting online and was teaching me Minecraft and I hosted an Australian oh, really? musician <laughs> Minecraft build challenge which was uh, really great yeah. with these two, uh, two other artists, Adiri and Montaigne. Can you tell us your experience with Minecraft and how you got into it and how difficult it is for um, musicians now that, you know, live music is <laughs> taking a bat seat for a little while? Yeah. Um, well, to be honest, like, uh, I've, I've always been a, a secret low-key gamer. Um, and so I'm very, like, kind of aware of Minecraft and what it is and how it works, uh, whereas Guy had no idea about it. So it was like a bit of a weird thing to be presented with because they came to us with this idea, you know, this incredible idea of like bringing our artwork to life and making it into its own universe. And to me, that was like, oh yeah, awesome. And to Guy, it was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, I had to like, kind of explain to him what that meant. And um, I mean, it's incredible to be honest, even I didn't expect it to be on the scale that they've done it. Like, 
they've literally taken our artwork and turned it into an entire world like I, and like guy's kitchen exists in this world his actual <laughs> kitchen in real life and it's like perfectly to scale and it's like these guys haven't even been in his kitchen how did they know that um, yeah a hundred yeah, million blocks creepy. went into making it which has been just been launched uh with energy the album so uh jump on while it's up for the server it's live for a week and you can um yeah have a wander yeah. around dodge some creepers whatever you need to do it's cool yeah we've got like we've even set up like uh underground clubs within the world where like like oh. we're playing in the clubs and uh there's like I've, I've made like some exclusive tracks that are going to be in that world and you have to like find them and they're in like secret easter egg type situations oh, um, i'm excited to go check it out so good well you don't have to keep the 1.5 meters in the minecraft world that is the benefit <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so that's good well uh how it's been such a pleasure chatting with you thank you so much for joining us and uh telling us all about the latest album it is uh energy it's available now and uh, we're so excited that it is uh, finally available because we always love your work. And uh, Pick it up, Dyson. check out the Minecraft world. Watch uh, Disclosure on Twitch as well, which has been really cool. Being out, not being able to see you live, being able to see a bit of your method online has been really cool. So make sure you follow the guys on there as well. And um, yeah, all the best with it, Howard. Thanks for joining us on All Day Breakfast. Thanks so much for all the support, guys. Appreciate it. Well, Matt O'Kine, it is that time of the show where Australia's second favourite podcast host plays Australia's second favourite <laughs> podcast game. That's right, it's time for Name That Movie. Australia's second favourite podcast game. Can you use the clues to name that movie? <laughs> hey, who put the groan at the end of that? Producer Sam oh, with a think- very guilty look. I think that just sums up the uh, game we're about to play. It was the subject of many extremely spicy memes over the past week as part of So You Think You Can Dank. It is named that movie, Matt kind uh, hosting the emoji movie guessing game extravaganza. Well, you're all a bunch of ungrateful sooks, <laughs> all right? You're, oh, I don't understand what... I don't get the movie that he's saying. Shut up, all right? This is one of Australia's... Favorite podcast games, okay? And I'm and I'm giving you some absolutely jalapeno grade clues with my emoji game, right? And and so if you can't understand, if you can't get it, that's you, that's on you. All right. Well, we will see. We do have Hayden joining us this week, the in inverted commas lucky contestant. Hello, Hayden. <laughs> I'm so lucky. <laughs> He's a star. Um, let's get into it, Hayden. Have you, do you know the concept of Name That Movie? I do, yep. I'm, I'm locked and loaded. All right. All right. Have you gone in the past episodes uh, Very with poorly. clues? Mm. No, most of Australia are in the same boat there. Uh, do you use emoji, emojis much? What's your, what's your go-to emoji? Or the little shrugging guy is a good one. The, the Ooh, little, I like. I don't know that one. I like meh. <laughs> oh. And yeah. the, the, little, the little throw up is a good one. A little throw up. Okay. Well, Australia has been using that one a bit to talk to their friends about Named Out Movie recently. And so uh, we're going to be diving in to some big classic hits from Movies Gone Past. Uh, you're going to be playing against me. I'm sort of the goblin coming up behind you. Should you fail to get it, I'll see if I can answer. Uh, don't worry. I'm not very good at this game either. All right. So, um, But Matt O'Kine, 
guys, Quizmaster. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you three different movies. All right. Uh, I want you to give us your name as a buzzer. All right. So Hayden, you say Hayden. Dyson, you say Rat Dog. And uh, <laughs> and we shall get into name that movie. All right. Here okay, we go. But Matt's gonna re-describe emojis, and we need to come up with a name. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I described okay, the emojis. The- and they're, they're the names of movies, all right? So I'm, I'm going to go easy on you this time just to save us from having to clean all the teardrops off the studio floor, you babies. All right, here we go. Here we go. Movie, movie number one. Movie number one. <clears throat> the playing card with a little jester on it emoji. Is that oh. it? That's all we get? Yes. Not the Joker. Yeah, what? Yes, that's right. Hayden oh, gets the first one. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. Hayden in. That See? was a low-hanging fruit. Nice and easy to get <laughs> warmed up. Okay, here we go. Here's another one. This is a pretty easy one. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> the uh, furious-looking face. <laughs> the furious-looking yeah. face. The furious-looking face. The furious-looking face. The furious looking face, 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 the furious looking face. I can't imagine why. And the furious looking face. Fast and the Furious 9? No, stop with the Fast and the Furious. How many of them? How many Stop were there? Guy. That's not a bad guess, actually, anger management. But how many were there? <laughs> uh, you, how many oh, were there? I wasn't Matt? counting. <laughs> there was 12 of them. Uh, oh, a dozen. 12 angry men. Yes. That's uh, right. <laughs> mate, that came out in 1997. That's too long ago. 1997. <laughs> that's the remake, mate. It came out in ni- 1957. Where, when, <laughs> when you're thinking of movies, Matt, when does 12 Angry Men anymore? come into your mind? <laughs> okay. Unbelievable. Something from this. Unbelievable. <laughs> Something- yeah, that's the best one. Let's go with that. Let me say to. Let me say Furious Looking Face 12 times. That'll, that'll be a good clue, hey, come on. you bronk. <laughs> come on. All right, final one. This is, a, this, is a, this is a tough one, all right? This is a bit hard. <laughs> okay, here we go. A clock, a plane, and a bride emoji. So a clock, a plane, and a bride emoji. Something. Mm. All right. Uh, Something 2009. Being 2009. Mm-hmm. 2009 mm-hmm. is when it came out. A bride um, being time. Somewhere. Time flies. Oh, nope. Wife. What are you doing? Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Swap. Bridesmaids. Nope. <laughs> Bron. Bron's got her hand up. She knows. <laughs> Jump away, in, Bron. Run away, Run bride. Away, bride. Is, is it the time traveler's wife? Yes, it's the time traveler's wife. Producer Bron unmuting the Zoom to swoop in. So does that mean there's one each? Hayden, oh. me, and Bron. Yeah, there all is. Have one so each? should we do? Should we do a? Um, should we do a tiebreaker? 
I don't know, Hayden, have you got anything else to do? Have you, do you have to <laughs> no, go? Let's, no, let's do it. Tiebreaker, I'm okay, ready. Okay, here we go. All right, because right, this is going to be the end of the podcast. So let's, <laughs> All right, let's here go. We go. Let's, we're, we're finishing we up go. after this. Let's see who can take out. It's, and this is going to be a Matt and Alex all-day breakfast uh, face mask on the line for this yeah, one. Yeah, okay? absolutely, oh, Hayden. Hayden. We want, we want you to take it home. Mate. Stay safe. So uh, here we go. Okay, here we go. Here it is. The fourth movie, the tiebreaker movie. Here it is. It's a yo-yo emoji and a book emoji. Yo-yo emoji oh and a book emoji. Yu-Gi-Oh, the movie. No, that's not a bad um, idea, though. Uh, not a bad thought. Toy Story, Toy Story, Toy Story. Yes, Aiden's got it! Oh, he's got it. oh <laughs> my God, Aiden, how did you get yes. that? <laughs> I may or may not have had some assistance. Why? Who's there? What? My girlfriend. Oh, well, oh. there you go. Maybe we can put the face mask, mask over both our faces or something. <laughs> yeah, I would accept that. Congratulations, <laughs> Hayden. You have taken out, named that movie for this week. Thank you for guessing that one nice and quickly so that we can wrap this baby up here for all day breakfast today. Thanks, Australia's Hayden. second favourite <laughs> podcast game. Wow. <laughs> Hey, uh, thank you as well to Howard from Disclosure for joining us. Really, really um, appreciated having a chat about the new album. Please check it out. It's called Energy. Also, uh, thank you again to producer Bron for clicking the links that we don't want to. Hey, stick with us. We've still we've, we've got robes to give away. Keep listening through the week. I'm sure we'll figure out ways to uh, get your hands on a soft, silky robe. Why? You're not going to dish one up for Named That Movie? Well, I... Is Hayden still there? No, he's gone. He gets a face mask. So, yeah, thank you very much for joining us and thank you for being a part of Australian's second favourite podcast game named that movie. Keep keep sliding into the I'd DMs. Prefer to, I'd prefer to stay apart from the movie. Hey, keep sliding into game, my DMs right. with your emoji clues. Some people text in their, their emoji clues and I appreciate that. So please send through your clues so I can give you a shout-out. At matt.an.alex on Instagram. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening in. Bye-bye. That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.